Hello, and welcome to our Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1989's Best of the Best. How you guys doing? Welcome back. Welcome back to the show on a special Labor Day episode of I Watch This As An Adult. It's Labor Day, but I'm still working for you guys. So, uh, got a pretty, I got a pretty stacked show today. Pretty stacked show today. I got a lot of topics to talk about. The main topic is Best of the Best from 1989. But I got a lot of other little topics to talk about before that. Um... Before I do that, before I do that, uh, let me push my social media because I've been told to do that. Uh, <laughs> I've been told to push the the social media. Uh, follow me on Instagram at I Watch This as an Adult. Follow me on Facebook at I Watch This as an Adult. Uh, follow me on Twitter, I Watch This as an Adult, and uh, follow me on my new TikTok. That's right, your boy finally. Your boy finally gave in and got a TikTok. So follow me over there. I watch this as an adult too. The number two. So I watch this as an adult too is TikTok. So follow me on all those uh, platforms. So you don't miss updates and uh, videos. So you don't miss those. So it keeps you up to date. So I did did that spiel. Uh... (laughs) Let's talk about what I watched this week. First of all, let's get the biggest thing out of the way. Uh, I saw Shang-Chi. I saw Shang-Chi yesterday. And I enjoyed it. I'm just going to say it. Tell you, I'm not going to show my hand quickly. I enjoyed it. Um, Not going to lie. I was a little scared for the beginning. A little scared for the beginning. Um... I got to what I get when I got in the theater because I know there's a pandemic going on. There's a fucking pandemic going on. I'm not gonna blame anybody if they don't want to go to the movies. I'm barely going to the movies right now. This is like the this is like the second time I've been to the movies personally since uh, Black Widow. It's like there's a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies I'm not gonna like risk my health for. You know, like I'm just gonna like like a lot of the big tentpole movies, which are a lot of the Marvel movies. A lot of the Marvel movies, like are the ones that I'm just gonna like go out and and watch and review. A lot of these other movies, I'm gonna catch them like on streaming or something. But yeah, is I was a little I was I was a little I was a little scared because like I got there. And there was nobody in the theater, but the, I actually have a video. Actually, have a video of the, what the theater looked like before I before uh, Shang Chi uh, before the movie was on. Before the movie came on, I have a. I actually have a video of what it looks like. I'll probably put that up on. My, I'll probably put that up on my social media to show you what how uh, empty the theater was. Uh, before before the movie got started, luckily the the theater started filling up, you know, to the capacity that it could, because you know, COVID, you know, so <laughs> it started filling up a little bit, and 
apparently the movie did fine it made like i think like 71 million dollars at the box office so like it did it did pretty damn good so <laughs> they said i think they said it broke the labor day it broke the labor day record i think it's on its way to making 80 like 85 million at the box office so it's pretty goddamn successful but I, let me tell you let me tell you what i thought about the movie i thought that like i thought the movie was fantastic i was a little scared at the beginning of of the movie because everything that they show pretty much everything they show you in the trailer is at the beginning of the movie they kind of did a avengers endgame on uh, on us with that with like everything they showed us in that trailer was in the beginning of the movie <laughs> and you're like and you're kind of like okay what the fuck is gonna happen now you know <laughs> it was kind of like that um it was kind of like that. It, like everything they show you, like the bus fight scene. The bus fight scene happens pretty quickly. I was actually surprised. I was actually surprised at how quickly the bus fight scene happened. Like you get like maybe 15 minutes into the movie. You get maybe like 15 minutes into the movie is when like the bus when the bus fight scene happens. It's a really good scene. Uh and then like the scaffold scene happens like maybe 25 minutes into the movie (laughs) like 25 minutes into the movie you get both of those you get both of those scenes that they sold you in the trailer so they had me sitting they had me sitting there like okay you showed us like the shit that you showed us in the trailer it's like where the fuck are we going from here (laughs) basically is what i was saying i'm like where the hell are we going from here so um but but if I could if I could describe this movie in pieces, I would have to say like the first piece is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like the first ten minutes is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Is any like uh, epic uh, feudal like China uh, uh, epic movie that you've ever seen? Like a hero, like a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You know, like, that's the first, like, maybe 10 minutes of the movie. The next, I want to say, 20, 25 minutes of the movie is is Rumble in the Bronx, Rush Hour. You know, he does a lot of, he does a lot of, like, Jackie Chan-esque fighting, you know, (laughs) in those scenes. He does a lot of Jackie Chan-esque fighting, which uh, I found out it was, like, this movie was actually choreographed by uh, Jackie Chan's uh, uh, stunt choreo- choreographer uh, Brad Allen, who actually passed away, uh, I think earlier this year. So, so like he uh, actually, which uh, Brad Allen's cool. If you want to check out something, if you want to check out some of Brad Allen's work, like personally, uh, go watch a movie called Gorgeous. There's a movie called Gorgeous with Jackie Chan. It's a Chinese. It's like a, it's a Chinese movie. It's not an American movie. Like it's a movie that he made in China. Watch a movie, a uh, movie called Gorgeous. This, this came out maybe 90, 1999, maybe 2000, 2001. It's like late nineties, early two thousands. It's when Gorgeous came out. It's a movie that it's a, actually a movie I want to revisit. I'll probably talk about it on this podcast if I can. Because uh, like I love, I love Asian cinema. I love Asian cinema. Like I watched a lot of Asian cinema growing up as a teenager even as a kid you know like i watched a lot of asian cinema so like this this whole movie this whole movie was right up my alley 
it like it fulfilled my, all my Asian cinema tastes. All my like all my Asian cinema urges came out, and I was like, this movie, this movie is just fucking fantastic. But Brad Allen, going back to Brad Allen, you want to check out some of his work? Check out Gorgeous with Jackie Chan. There's a scene with Brad with him and Jackie Chan uh fighting in like this like like paper mill or something like that and like they got like kickboxing gloves Jackie Chan's wearing like all white Brad Allen's wearing all black it's 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 one of the best pure fight scenes like that you're ever gonna see it's one of the best pure fight scenes that you're ever gonna see gorgeous the movie's good too go check out gorgeous gorgeous is an amazing movie but like Brad Allen's in Brad Allen is in that he he has a uh, a fight scene with uh Jackie Chan in that movie. If you want to know how Brad Allen fights, but like he choreographed this movie before he passed away. Um I think he's also in Who Am I with Jackie Chan, which is another movie. I think he has a fight scene with Jackie Chan in, in Who Am I. So go check out Who Am I as well. That's the name of the movie, Who Am I. Uh <laughs> I just want to go back and watch all the all the Jackie Chan's movies now, but um, but yeah, man, this movie's fucking fantastic. But like I said, Rumble in the Bronx, probably like for the next twenty minutes. Then out of nowhere, it turns into Pokemon. <laughs> out of nowhere, it turns into Pokemon, and then it turns into like the last Airbender towards the end. It turns into the last Airbender, and uh, Michelle Yeoh comes in at the uh towards the end of the film and i i was just i was just in awe of michelle yo because it was just cool to see michelle yo doing martial arts again <laughs> it was just cool to see one of the greatest female martial artists of our time go back to doing what she's doing because she's kind of stepped away in recent years from martial arts films you know she was also in crossing tiger hitting dragon uh, she's done a, she's done a lot of martial arts films, and she stepped away for she kind of stepped away for a while. Like she was in Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, uh, um, she's on I think she's on the new, I don't know if she is on the new Star Trek still, but she was on the new Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but because I'm not really a Star Trek dude, but uh, <laughs> but she was on that. But like she's been doing a lot of like you know like just like taking a lot of acting roles that don't require her to be physical and it was just amazing to see her it was just amazing and i was just so happy to see her doing martial arts again because michelle yo like i said michelle yo is one of the greatest martial arts female martial arts actresses of our day you know it was just real it was just real cool to see her do that again um the one thing the one thing where this movie fails to me is uh the uh humor the humor is not that good they try to be humorous and it's not that good aquafina doesn't land like one joke that's funny in this movie to me and i love aquafina i'm not i'm not one of those aquafina haters you know i'm not one of those aquafina haters you know like she's she's oh she's okay by me she's she she could be a good actress when she wants to be you know but she's I mean, like, she wasn't annoying in this movie, but, but, her jokes didn't land. Her jokes didn't land. Um, that's the only, that's the only problem I had was, like, the, like, like, the, uh, jokes. They didn't have one good joke 
I think, until towards the end of the movie. Like, towards the end of the movie is when, like, they, like, they had, like, a really good joke that was really funny, you know, <laughs> towards the end of the movie. And, um, also there's another character from, there's a couple of characters from other Marvel movies <laughs> that show up throughout this movie, so... I'm not going to spoil anything because it's only Monday. I don't know how many people have seen it yet. I'm not going to spoil anything yet. So, I'm just going to tell you. There's a couple of there's a couple of uh, Marvel characters that show up uh, from past movies uh, in this movie in in this uh, film and even uh, in the uh, in in the end credits. In the end credits, there's two really big. You might say really big uh, Marvel characters that show up towards the end. So, uh, so be on the lookout for those. Don't leave. Uh, I would like there's an ending credit at the end too that might uh, change. Not really change, but there's a, there's an ending credit towards like the very end of the movie that will uh, probably be foreshadowing. You might say it's a foreshadowing of what's to come in the MCU. So. Both the both the end credits mean something. Both of them mean something, and like they're not just like throwaway credits. So that so that's a good thing. But like I said, overall, man, I love this movie, man. Uh, like uh, Tony Tony Lung was good as the Mandarin. I'm just happy that they finally fixed the Mandarin. You know, <laughs> that was one. That was another thing I wanted to get out there. Like I'm like I'm just happy that they finally fixed the mandarin like he's 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 really good in this he's really good in this um the guy that plays shang chi hell of a fighter hell of a fighter not very charismatic but he tries his best to be charismatic but he doesn't really have the charisma they might have to tweak that character later like they did thor but uh great fighter though man like all his fight scenes like i said they're very jackie chan-esque is it like he has he 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 has he has incredible fight scenes in this movie. All the fight scenes are great. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I that's all I got from this movie. Like I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. It <laughs> loved it. It 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 lived up it lived up the expectation except for the jokes. Other than the jokes, everything else in this everything else in this movie is fucking wonderful. I loved it. This might be this might creep up in my top ten. I want to say maybe it might not not creep up in the top 10 but towards the top 10 it's gonna creep up towards the top 10 I'm it's 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 a close top 10 it's got the best I want to say it's got the best fight scenes I've ever seen since Captain America Winter Soldier so um that's that I, I gotta give I gotta give it I gotta give it that um I'm gonna be back in a little bit I'm gonna be back in a little bit with my uh but my um with my review of what if episode four just give me a minute i'll be right back all right guys i'm back let's talk about uh what if episode four i gotta tell you man i'm loving this show i'm loving this show more and more I really am. I really love this show. Uh, this might be so far the best out of all the uh, Marvel shows 
that have been popping up on Disney Plus. This might be the best one so far. I might have to. I might have to rearrange when this is done. When this show is done, I might have to rearrange uh, my Marvel, my Marvel Disney Plus list. I might have to rearrange it because I want to say that uh, Captain, Amer- uh, not Captain America, um, <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier is number one for me, and then WandaVision, and right now, What If, and then Loki. You know, I didn't. Re- I, I, I went. I've been on record on this show telling you guys that I didn't really enjoy Loki that much. I don't even think I talked about the final episode where uh, King the Conqueror showed showed up. I don't even think I talked about that. Uh, <laughs> or Nihilus. Is he a Nihilus or King the Conqueror? Who knows? I didn't really catch on. But uh, <laughs> honestly, but I don't think I even talked about the finale of Loki on on this podcast. That's how much I didn't really care but uh <laughs> you know <laughs> i know it's gonna lead to something huge but it, they didn't they didn't really make me invested you know to even care but yeah man i'm like right now this is sitting at number three right now it's sitting at number three uh i think once all these shows come out loki might be last <laughs> i'm i'm sorry i'm not i'm just not a loki dude I, i'm sorry i'm picking on loki but i'm just not a loki guy i'm sorry but yeah, man, like I'm really enjoying this. I'm every episode I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this show. Uh this one was about Doctor Strange. It was like it was like Doctor Strange uh never lost his hands in the car accident. And if his uh if his girlfriend, what's his girlfriend's name? She's played by Rachel McAdams. I forgot her name. Christine. Uh if Christine died in the car accident instead of uh Doctor Strange losing his hands. That's what the that's what this episode was about. And he still he still went on to go and find the Mystic Arts, but what happened was he kept using the Time Stone. He kept using the Time Stone to try to bring Christine back. That's this episode. The episode is him just trying like hell to keep Christine in his life, and she doesn't die. And like he he just kept he just kept he just kept reversing time, reversing time, reversing time. And she still dies. It was like he put her in the car. He like he he didn't he like it was like I think it was um he, like they're in the car the first time, and he doesn't cross the truck. I mean, he doesn't cross the truck, but they still get hit from behind by another car, and then they have them. Uh, there was like one scene where like they went out for pizza. And then a robber comes in and shoots Christine, <laughs> you know. And then there's another one where he tells her to stay home. She dies in a house fire, you know. <laughs> like it was just like, and like the ancient one comes back, played by Tilda Swinton, again. Uh, the ancient one comes back and she just keeps telling. She tells him, "You can't, you can't reverse time and bring her back. It's meant to be, you know. She's meant to die." so you can become Doctor Strange and he doesn't want to believe it and like he just like he just goes off the deep end and just he just becomes this this like monster he just like starts uh absorbing all the mystic creatures and then he just turns into like this demon right he just turns into this demon and I think he manages to bring he manages to bring Christine back and with all this power, because even, like, they send, like, 
the other reality Doctor Strange <laughs> to fight this Doctor Strange and he absorbs that Doctor Strange. He kills that Doctor Strange. And he brings Christine back, but like he's this horrible, horrific creature now. And she still dies. She jumps off of a she falls off of a cliff. <laughs> so he still doesn't get what he wants. It's, it was a really sad episode. It really was. It was a really fucking sad episode. But I still enjoy it. Like I said, this is turning out to be the best show that they've done on Disney Plus so far. Out of all the Marvel shows. It's this is turning into an incredible show. I haven't hated one episode yet. One episode hasn't 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 made me bored or anything. It's just great great shit, man. Great shit. Um I'm gonna be back with my best of the best review after these messages. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Best of the best, 1989. You know I like to do it. Let's talk about how I saw it as a kid. Saw this movie on television. You know, back in the day when they would like show regular movies on television on the weekends, like. Which was fun. That used to be fun because you would discover movies that you've never seen otherwise. Like it's kind of a missing art in media because now I feel like they don't show you anything past 2010. But that's that. Let me, keep, let me step off my soapbox for a minute. Um, this movie was directed by Bob Rattler, and the screenplay was written by Philip Ree and Paul Levine. The movie has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 40%, which you already know how I feel about Rotten Tomatoes if you're a fan of this show. Uh, Let's talk about the story. The story follows five martial artists who have been selected to represent the USA in a martial arts tournament against Team Korea. They don't tell you if it's North or South Korea. It's just Team Korea. The main characters we follow in this movie are Alice Grady, played by Eric Roberts, Tommy Lee, played by Philip Reed, and Coach Frank Cuzo, played by James Earl Jones, Sally Kirkland, Chris Penn, John Dye, and David Agresta round out the rest of the cast. At the beginning of this movie, like this movie kind of throws you a curveball. It kind of throws you for a loop for a minute because the first half of the movie is about Eric Roberts' character. Who's a, who's a single dad who's trying to make a life for him and his son through martial arts because like he's like a because Eric Roberts' character is kind of like this like steel worker you know like he works on like cars like he like manufactures cars he works in like a car factory and he's like a single dad and he's like trying to take care of his son and like he gets help from his mother like uh, uh, Eric Roberts' character Alex gets help from his mother played by Louise Fletcher Academy Award winner Louise Fletcher. Uh, he she he gets help from her, but like then he like he enters this tournament and you know he thinks it's better for his son. But the story takes a hard left and becomes about Philip Reed's character Tommy avenging his brother's death because his brother died in a tournament uh, at the hands of one of the characters. From from one not one of the characters, but one of the uh, members of Team Korea. His name is Dehan. Dehan killed Tommy's brother when Tommy was a little boy, 
and now he wants to now he wants to avenge his death and that's kind of when the movie becomes like very jarring because they try to fit they try to fit too much into this movie because at first you because like at the at the bare bones of this movie you think you're going to get a story about a man who is trying to make a better life for his son that's what you think and then like his other teammates are just there but then you find out that uh one of his other teammates has a vengeance has vengeance on his mind you know one of his other teammates has vengeance on his mind he's like yeah and then like the movie starts to become about him really like they forget they kind of forget all about alex's character after a while for a while and i want to say like towards the middle of the movie they start to forget it they start to forget about alex's character and it starts to become about tommy this is tommy's movie from then from here on in uh but let's talk about things I like. I like the relationship between Alex and his son. Uh, and I also like the I also like that they don't shy away from a man showing affection to his son, which is something that you don't see very often in movies. Cause like you always got like the hard ass dad that's hard on his son. You know, and like this is this is like a change of pace. It's like it's something you don't see very often. And I like that. I actually like that about this movie. Like that it's a father and a son showing affection. I kind of, I was watching this movie and I kind of don't know if it was originally supposed to be a son because it kind of seemed like a daughter. It kind of seemed like it was supposed to be a daughter and then they changed it to a son because you know, they, they kind of, they do that from time to time. I think I talked about that in my uh, kindergarten cop review when uh, the main kid and that was supposed to be a little girl, but they changed it to a little boy. I was kind of thinking that was maybe the case here because it was like... There, even though like there's affection like it's not it's not it's no crime to show affection to your son it's really not it really isn't but there's certain things in here it was like this is stuff you should be doing with a little girl and not with a little boy you know so (laughs) but you know like i said very groundbreaking with that showing affection to your son i've never i've never really seen that in a lot of movies never really seen that in a lot of movies uh, they also bring in this character named Catherine Wade, played by Sally Kirkman, or uh, Sally Kirkland, sorry, <laughs> played by Sally Kirkland. And I like the fact that they don't treat her like a sex object, is what I like, because automatically when she walks in the room, you're like, Alex is going to hit that. <laughs> like, Alex is going to have sex with her. I thought she was solely there so Alex could have sex with her. And they don't go there. Actually, Alex treats her like an equal, which is very progressive for an action movie in the 80s. <laughs> it's very, very, very progressive. I like they show her that they show that she's strong, she's independent. You know, she's not there to she's not there to be anybody's sexual object. She's not there to be anybody's sexual object. It's like she doesn't get with any of those guys at all. She's just she's just there to teach she's like one of the coaches and she's there to teach the the team that's all she's there for there's no funny business going on between her or any other um or any other the the martial artist uh james earl jones is just james earl jones in this movie but he's good he's really good he's loud but he's really good (laughs) like james earl jones james earl jones is a lot like 
an actor like a Morgan Freeman or Denzel Washington or Sam Jackson later on in his career. Because Sam Jackson, uh, before, I want to say before Pulp Fiction, a very, he was a very well-rounded actor, but, you know, Sam Jackson took over. <laughs> He's just Sam Jackson and everything. And that, that that's James Earl Jones. Like, we're like, you know these guys are incredible actors, but, like, you don't really get lost in their characters. Like I said, you used to do that with Sam Jackson, but I think after Pulp Fiction, he's like, he's just gonna be Sam Jackson. You know you know he's gonna do the Sam Jackson shit. You know he's gonna say motherfucker. You know he's gonna yell. You know he's gonna talk like this. You know, you know, you know what he's gonna, you know what you're gonna get with him. And you get that with, you get that with, uh, James Earl Jones in this movie, too, where he's just a lot like this, and he over enunciates you're going to be a team and if you don't act like a team you're going to be out of this competition that's that's james Earl jones just over pronunciating shit but he's good he's good for he's good for what he's what he's there for the other teammates are just fucking stereotypes uh chris penn's uh character travis is the racial southern stereotype there's like some he really is kind of fucking racist in this movie and it's just like blown off you know chris penn's character chris penn's character chris penn the brother of sean penn character is kind of fucking racist and he's just like they just blow it off because he uh he says some racist shit about philip reed's character and philip reed just kind of just laughs it off and then uh towards the t- in the tournament he calls like what his opponents a chink which i'm like yo bro you supposed to be the good guy you know <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like that's really what it is it's like it's like he's he's a racist southern asshole but he's our racist southern asshole <laughs> that's pretty much what it is john dies character virgil is the nerd stereotype he, he has glasses he's awkward he's into buddha like he does all of that stuff. Um, David Ar- Argesta's character, Sonny, he's the Italian stereotype. He likes to mention that he's Italian. I'm Italian. Every me- he's Italian, and he's from Detroit. He likes that's two things he likes to mention. He mentions that he's Italian, and he's from Detroit. He, he mentions you like he that those might be his only lines. <laughs> I'm Italian, and I'm from Detroit, and blah blah blah. You know. <laughs> That's pretty much his character. Uh, his character kind of like his his character is the least focused on, you might say, because like that was it. That's all he that's that's all he says is like I'm Italian and I'm from Detroit. That's it. That's that's pretty much it. And the Korean team. Let's talk about the Korean team. We only see the Korean team during training montages until the tournament. That's pretty much it. They're just training montages. And we still don't know if they're from North Korea or from South Korea. They're just from Korea. That's all you get. I love the fight scenes in this movie, especially the bar fight. There's a bar fight, maybe like 20 minutes. I want to say 20 minutes, like 20 minutes into the movie. That's just an incredible fucking fight scene. It's a, it's a really good fight scene. Like Philip Reed really stands out. 
in all the fights like he's just fucking awesome like watching this dude move he's so light on his feet too like just watching this guy move is just incredible i was watching him throw those kicks every kick he throws i was just like yo man i want to learn how to kick like that you know <laughs> that's all i was saying throughout the movies watching him watch, throughout the movie watching him kick i was like i want to learn how to kick like that that that's pretty fucking awesome he's really light on his feet and there's a sequence between him and uh dehan in the tournament i think it's in the tournament is it in the tournament yeah it, there's a sequence between him and dehan in the tournament which is played by philip Reed's brother simon by the way which i want to know because like uh dehan has a patch o- over his eye i want to know if he really lost his eye i'm not really sure about that i ain't really look it up but but i don't know and like and then like you kind of see his eye when like you kind of see his eye when like philip Reeves kicking the shit out of him <laughs> towards the end uh you see his eye and like it's kind of like i don't know if that was a contact or what but I want to know if he lost his eye for real, really. But, but like I was saying, there's a scene, there's like a, there's a sequence between uh, Philip Reed and uh, Dehan where they're just, they're just, it's, it looks like dancing, you know, like it looks like just like smooth, fluid dancing. It's awesome. Nobody land, nobody really lands a hit in that sequence, but it's just cool to look at. It's really cool to look at. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, overall, I enjoyed this movie. There's not really much else to say about it. You know, there's really not much else to say about it. It's a, it's an, it's an action movie from the eighties about martial arts, you know, but I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this movie, man. Like it took me back to Sunday afternoons as a kid watching eighties action movies, uh, on the, on the couch. Like it, it really, it really took me back. It was very nostalgic. Also makes me kind of sad that Eric Roberts didn't live up to his full potential because he's really good at he's really good in this. Like they got the um, they got the um the scene where like he injures his shoulder. The scene where he injures his shoulder is, and he's just like pop it, Tommy, pop it, pop it, Tommy. Oh please, pop it. <laughs> and then he pulls him like ah, he just. <laughs> that's a great scene that's a great fucking scene cries a lot though cries a lot in this movie i wonder if there's a super cut of uh eric roberts crying in best of the best because i want to find that i'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna find that <laughs> somewhere but it's like it's really sad it's really sad that eric roberts didn't live up to his potential you know drugs like really took over his life and like derailed his career and then, like, he got overshadowed by his sister, uh, Julia. Yeah, Julia Roberts is his sister, if you don't know. Uh, and she became a big star. You know, and it's just, it's just kind of sad, man. Because, like, he, you could tell, like, he, like, he was supposed to be something big, man. Like, Eric Roberts was supposed to be a huge fucking star. You know, but, like, drug, like I said, like, drugs took, took over his life, man. And it's, it's kind of fucking sad, man. Because like he he was he was on the trajectory, man. He was on the trajectory to be a huge fucking star, man. Like he was already nominated for an Academy Award. He was nominated. He's been nominated for a Golden Globes a dozen times. You know, it's it's just really fucking sad, man. It's really sad. 
that he didn't live up to his potential. Man. Every time I see him, every time I see him too, I'm like, dude, you were supposed to be bigger than what you are, man. You were supposed to be bigger than what you are. And it's like he's just taking like these he's just taking like these little bit rolls because like he still gotta work. You know, it's work. Um he's just taking these bit rolls. You know his biggest role I wanna say to date was probably the Dark Knight. He was the villain in the first Expendables movie. You know, like he was uh, that was another movie he was in. I think he was in like, what movie was he in? He was like in a ripoff of Godzilla versus King Kong, I think. <laughs> and he was also in the famous A Talking Cat. If you remember that movie, he was in that movie also, A Talking Cat. So like, is this really it's really fucking sad, man. It's just sad that he kind of let drugs take over his life you know and kind of it killed his career it killed his career and he didn't become bigger than what he was supposed to be but i still enjoyed this movie by the way i still enjoyed this movie uh other than the story getting a little jumbled towards the middle of the film i really have no complaints action's good acting's good sally kirkland's a little stilted but she does her best james earl jones like i said is james earl jones which another thing i'm surprised that james earl jones is in this movie really because um he was in coming to america i think a year before this and then he shows up in this i think i was shocked when i saw this when i saw this movie for the first time as a kid i was like yo they got james earl jones in here (laughs) that's kind of awesome you know but but yeah man i have i really have no complaints I didn't talk about the box office of this movie. This movie only made like I think a million, 1.7 million dollars at the box office, which is kind of sad because they had a budget of 5 million. I thought I knew I missed something. I knew I missed something. I usually talk about the box office, but I didn't I didn't include the box office here. But yeah, that's that's how much it made at the box office. So it kind of bombed. It got sequels though. Cuz there's a best of the best 2, 3 and 4, which I'll probably revisit those later. I'll probably revisit those later, but I enjoyed this movie, man. I thought this movie was a whole bunch of fun. Like, other than, like I said, other than the story kind of switching towards the middle, I got nothing to really complain about. I give it a four out of five. Join me next week when I I don't have, actually, I don't have a movie yet, actually, because, like, I forgot. This is Viewer's Choice Month. You guys get to pick the movies. I'm going to put up a poll on all my social medias remember to follow me on my social medias uh instagram facebook twitter tiktok uh follow me on tumblr also i have a, also have a tumblr all i watched this as an adult the, the tiktok is i watched this as an adult too i want to put a poll up there uh we're gonna pick four more movies or like we're gonna pick them i'm gonna pick four movies and i'm gonna have you guys pick one is what i'm what I'm, what I'm trying to say but <laughs> but um yeah catch you guys later peace